0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pixels, the show where we cover the game's news from the past couple of weeks. My name is Patrick Beja. I am uh, one tooth less and somewhat ill still and a little bit jet lagged, but that won't prevent us from doing a fantastic show today because to pick up the slack is Mark Turpin the Turpster. How are you doing, sir? I have
1: too many teeth, Patrick, so... (laughs) If I could give you one of my wisdom teeth, I would. For you would be wiser and have a full complement of Nash's. That, yeah, um, that I I am uh, one fourth less wise than I was before
0: my trip to the U.S. Yeah. Was it one of your wisdom teeth? Was it? Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, so for, well, that's fine then.
1: That's for, yeah.
0: <laughs> for those who don't know, um, I broke a wisdom tooth on the day I landed in the US uh, and had to have it uh, removed, or the day after, and had to have it removed in some shifty dentist in uh la and that was a little bit weird and it made blizzcon because that's why i was there to go to blizzcon uh interesting let's say i haven't eaten solid food in like 10 days and i've lost two kilos so there's oh, a wow. silver lining there you go i like that i'm gonna get on
1: that then yeah the, the crack your tooth and <laughs> soup diet um what be, what did you what did you break it on uh Nothing. I th- so I've been clenching my teeth. I think it was it had
0: a cavity and it accelerated. Stress. And yeah, basically the stress of being a professional independent podcaster. Yeah, uh, yeah and, I, and I, I can't even imagine if we ever have kids, which you do, and mm. uh, apparently you abandoned your child going to BlizzCon yeah. and she didn't get recognize a, you a, when you came back.
1: No, no, no. She was she wasn't sure who this guy was. Uh, she <laughs> I've won her around again. It's nice. It's like the film Fifty First Dates. Um, it's lovely You know It's like You know I have to it, I have to. Every day is a new day And you have to work as hard As the day before Or is harder it, Is it
0: really just Isn't it just like You feed her It's not like a cat It doesn't love you Because you feed You feed um,
1: her I, I don't know. think so I'm not sure I don't You know I mean I, I, I give her food But she also Now she can feed herself And one of the funniest things Is just seeing her Just walk around Eating a banana Just It's, <laughs> it's just like It's just weird It's just weird It's like Yeah I, I, I half made that And look she can eat bananas. <laughs> you just <laughs> you just get kind of you know interesting Pride little kind of development. Heart, exactly. Like, oh my god. I remember I used to have to cut up bananas for an hour, but look at her. She doesn't eat a banana myself. That's
0: <laughs> that's amazing. And uh so, surely yeah. I will feel the same once one of my spawns does the same because
1: now it Oh exactly. Bit, yeah, people yeah. You, exactly you're like, that sounds really weird, man. Yeah, that sounds stupid. You're stupid. And then yeah, you're like, they were eating a nectarine the other day. They peeled up on the skin. I'm gonna go again. You know, it's uh yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Time right.
0: does fly. It does. Uh it's already been uh has it been a week since we left BlizzCon? Yes. No. Has yes, it? it has. Yeah. Wait, I can't. Ish. Ish. Okay. But anyway, BlizzCon is gonna be the main topic of uh this show. We'll also be talking about uh we have price leaks for the Nintendo Switch. We have uh, incredible success for the NES Classic. We have Sony PlayStation Pro being available, a bunch of games coming out soon. But first, a uh, big portion of the show is going to be talking about BlizzCon, what was announced there, how important it was, how cool it was, uh, or how uncool it was, and maybe in some cases... ooh. Like maybe, that maybe teaser, um, and of course to talk about Blizzard games, uh, Turpin uh, Turpin Turpster is always a good person to have on. So thank you for being here. Let's launch into it uh, just right now with the uh, opening ceremony with the 25 years video that was really emotional. Blizzard turns 25 this year, um, and even more interesting was the fact that the third co-founder of blizzard
1: what, the the founder yeah like basically. the guy whose idea it all was Alan, know, back uh, in the kind of synapse stuff yeah
0: yeah so basically though, i didn't realize this uh i read an article about the founding on blizzard uh, a few days ago i think it was on polygon or i can't remember but basically he was the one who wanted to uh make video games and he sort of recruited he floated the idea to uh mike moheim and uh, uh frank pierce to create the company so they are they were very adamant to say that he is the main guy and now he's back um and after having taken 10 years off he was getting uh, he helped make most of the big games until World of Warcraft. He was instrumental with Rob Pardo in uh, the development of World of Warcraft. He left because he was getting overworked and he wanted to do something else. And now he's back. Um, that's I think that's significant to an extent. But the most interesting thing, do you know what he does now? Um, no. What okay, does he do now? So, let me tell you what he does now. That was amazingly built. Um, mm. He uh heads the um incubator within Blizzard. Ooh. So they're basically he's, he's managing new teams that create new games or that try to you know that try to create new things. And hopefully some different, interesting, daring things. But that now, you know, Blizzard has grown so large that they have sp- specifically an incubator department, which is interesting and weird at the same time for a video game company. But uh,
1: yeah, I, I, mean, I have uh, hopes. You've got to love that though, exactly. Just off the back of um, Overwatch and Hearthstone, you know, being kind of newer properties uh, to the Blizzard repertoire, you know, I think they see the value now that overwatch is is probably their biggest game you yeah. 20 million players active is definitely what they kind of seem to be doubling down on with overwatch league which i'm sure we'll chat about as well um it it's vitally important that they don't just make more of what they've made and i think that that's really kind of refreshing to see that you know adam's uh, kind of uh, focus is on on the future so that's that's really cool
0: yeah definitely it's uh
1: it's Something that tells
0: you they're not just going to be doing already, you know, they have what, five, six games, and they're yeah. not just going to be doing those, they're going to look for more. I think it's a really unique situation in the video game industry. One company that creates, basically that has within its uh, itself a bunch of Different game studios, really, and that work together in parallel um, to create different games. They've they've grown really at a rate. When I was there, when I was working there, it was, you know, it was in the process of growing, but it was definitely smaller. And uh, now it's a pretty unique and amazing, you know, uh, uh, status. For one single game company, I don't think, off the top of my head, there are others that are that big. You have uh, publishers that publish games from different well, studios and different companies. that's the tricky thing, companies. isn't it? It's but, like
1: you look at something like Bethesda, or um, I guess you know, I guess it would be yeah, like EA and Activision and Ubisoft, you know, who those, are kind of.
0: Yeah, but those have different studios that, that they
1: publish but, the games exactly, of, yeah. but they're completely independent, or not completely, they're but, you know, they're independent. fragmented across the globe yeah. sort of thing, exactly, yeah. I think right. that's the thing, is Blizzard is, all intents and purposes, a publisher, Yeah. Um, and its Blizzard studios happen to all be based at the same Irvine HQ, um, the but they're in different company, yeah. floors and different, you know, things. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, if you, if you were to have development start coming out of um, Austin or in the EU, um, would it still be, you know? Would it change it? Would it be I, different?
0: I, the thing is, I don't think that would never happen. That would ever happen. They no. are very, very, you know, the company culture is really important to Blizzard, and that is part of it. They need to keep everything when they can see them, and uh, even for other types of development, everything was very centralized in Irvine. So I don't see them uh, spreading those departments over the globe, but. Um, so anyway, yeah, go. that's that's pretty interesting, and I'm looking forward to seeing what is going to come out of that uh, incubator department at Blizzard. Um, you mentioned the other huge news, I think. I, actually, it's probably bigger. Um, the really big news bigger that came huge. out of, um, of BlizzCon was the Overwatch League, which is going to start in 2017. And without you know we can get into the details but to me that was the biggest announcement even if it maybe didn't feel that way at the show overwatch league
1: is is really big right Mm, huge 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 i mean if you've got to think about so we know there's 20 million people playing um we know that it's emerging now as an esport um and the world cup was amazing to watch other overwatch tournaments have been really good fun as well um it's definitely got something um, and basically blizzards now financially and logistically committing to setting up an official league which will have you know its own broadcast times fixtures uh, league and scoring tables uh, player contracts um you know it will be Yeah that's the
0: that's the important
1: you know, part huge. to me
0: um the the player contracts i mean the way it's going to work they're going to sell the licenses to uh you know it's going to work by town so you're going to have a probably a paris team a london team uh, etc and they're going to sell the licenses to private owners but those are going to be bound by the uh blizzard overseeing contract and conditions for those teams and and leagues and they're going to be paying the players so that means that you're going to have a huge boom of different, you know, professional players that are going to be able to make a living when it when it's been really difficult now and they had to have sponsors and you know owners that and win tournaments and all of those. Now they will have just like Riot does with their league but apparently with more stability and the local element that will make it easy for you to root for your team um so, yeah, it's it's a lot of structure and, and growing the thing, I think, significantly.
1: Yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to see kind of how big it gets for the first season. You know, will, will it just be NA? Will it be global? Um, how will they define, uh, you know, how many teams are in each league? How are they ranked? Um, you know, if I want to have a, a team for my town, uh, is that possible? Or is it, you know, does it have to be larger regions or... That I think will be really fun and interesting to see how kind of granular it goes. But I think in the fullness of time, it will match you know any other sports franchise out there, uh, where you will have you know each town having their own team, and then the really successful ones um, kind of building a team uh, that goes on to dominate the world. Yeah,
0: and that that I, I don't know if they will switch it to countries when it's the... I mean, I think a lot of it is not... Fully fleshed out, even for Blizzard, they know they want to do it. They have a rough idea, but maybe they don't have all the details. Um, I, my understanding is that it's probably going to be only North America for the first season. That's a possibility, um, and then expand it uh, in 2018 to to the entire world. Um, but the you know it's we've also seen something very similar for. Um, Heroes of the Storm. So it seems they're moving in the same direction eSports-wise, but Overwatch is definitely something that seems to be getting uh, significantly bigger than I think that than we thought it was going to be when it first released. Oh, we definitely. thought it was going to be it's successful. I being
1: the biggest franchise um, up against Warcraft and things like that. You know, WoW it's a different game with a different payment model and all the rest, but has never had 20 million active accounts uh, playing. Um, well, so I don't know if
0: it's active accounts that they have for twenty million. They have twenty million accounts, I think, is the
1: number. I don't think they're all active. Are oh, you don't think they're all playing? I, okay, well maybe they. don't because Wow's think obviously so. had a hundred million announced. Like I don't know what was it like three five years ten ago. years ago? Was it three, three years, years ago? ago? Yeah, I'm sure they've hit more than that. Anyway, yeah. um, that it was already yeah, more
0: when they announced it.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it it will be it'll be interesting to see, uh, kind of, you know, in the fullness of time. Uh, which is the bigger franchise, uh, yeah. but Overwatch is so great, and I mean, Blizzard's already spending so much money uh, with the animations, the shorts, telling more story, um, making it more broadly appealing. Uh, that a uh, sports league just just really completes that whole um, offering. Yeah. So I think Overwatch is going to be a much healthier game for it. You know, it's going to be a lot more kind of interest and focus and time and effort put into it. Um, and then I, I just look forward to being able to go down to a pub and watch it on TV with friends. You know, that that will be the hope is we start seeing, you know, kind of more esport bars popping up because you can enjoy those sorts of activities with friends and that's where they are best. Yeah. And cheering for your your team. I will cheer for whoever's winning. That's <laughs> I'm a glory supporter to the end. I don't care. You know, I'll figure out uh who's the favourite, cheer for them and if they If they lose, then I'll just be like, oh, wasn't that amazing that the the team I actually wanted to won? That was good. I'm glad I can finally say, guys, yeah, I supported the other team. Sorry, I was just joking with you all. You know, that's my hope. Um, So we have a bunch of other um, announcements
0: for Overwatch. Sombra is available on the PTR. That's a new character that is all sneaky and hacky. Uh, And by the way, one of the other excellent moments in the opening ceremony was the... um,
1: Excellent, really?
0: Uh, the 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 reveal of Sombra was fantastic. You didn't like it? No, no. What? I thought
1: it's the I thought it's the you... cheesiest most kind of like the, for the whole time. Everyone was joking on like Reddit and Twitter and stuff. Like, oh, what do, you, do you, what happens? Do you reckon Jeff Kaplan's going to go out and then like the the presentation's going to get hacked or something like that? And it was all like ha ha ha, ha. and then. Yeah, you know, it was did Mike Morheim, but they actually hacked it. No, but um, it was it was yeah.
0: great because they they had that emotional 25 years anniversary video with you know the the um, remembering of where they came from and why they wanted to make video games in the first place and all of that. And then they showed, uh, they said they were going to show the uh, launch of Overwatch that they had on uh you know that they had filmed and see how it went from the, the basically the situation room and you know with all the screens and and then the the screen flickered for a second and the reason like i liked it wasn't so much because the uh, sombra hacked the video that blizzard was making it was because there was a moment when people thought that there was a, a problem with the video for a second or half a second and then everyone realized it was sombra hacking it and then everyone you know went into that oh mode you know together and and that's what yeah BlizzCon is about right uh, it's yeah about- i
1: guess i would have much rather moheim had been on stage just being like guys we're getting hacked oh shut it down <laughs> shut it down and then you saw like kaplan bust out a fire axe and just start swinging away a network server cable so like that just just hacking through and then like oh god i think i got it guys I think, and then it goes in. So I would like more campiness to it, personally. You know what? I think, I think you should be, be in great. charge of scripting the next
0: reveal. Wouldn't that exactly? Next wouldn't year. that be great? Yeah. We just
1: have to hope it's another hacker. And <laughs> uh, I mean, I could go out as a stunt Morheim, though. I'd love to do that. What a year it's been for esports! Overwatch, <laughs> maybe, League, maybe announced. A, you know. a little bit
0: more on that impression. It's a perfect
1: uh, impression. Just a little bit. So we Perfect also got
0: uh, a new arcade mode with a one versus one and three versus three. Uh, mm. 1v1 is random. You both get the same character. 3v3 has no respawn. Uh, no respawn. And so the, the there are a bunch amazing. of other little things in the arcade mode. But um, uh, other announcements. Sombra, 1v1, 3v3, what do you think?
1: So Sombra is really fun to play. Uh, kind of more like Tracer than I thought she'd be. Um she she works. I think I can see a place for her. The hack is super strong, um, and I think it's always going to be they can't really nerf that and still make it fun to play her. So it starts to make me feel like the competitive team comps now have one less character to pick. Um, so we'll see. We we'll have to just see how it all goes uh, because people may be like, you know, she's not strong enough for her trade-off. But I, when you look at Ana's uh, an automatic include... In teams now with the Nano Boost, I think Sombra's hack is is just as powerful at the right time. If you can hack the right people at the right time, that um, that will change the flow of the game. Um, so Sombra's amazing. Um, arcade mode is really really fun. Like I said, three v three is actually I think more fun than six v six normal mode. Um, really? I really really yeah I really enjoy that. I think it's a much it's a much more kind of um, measured uh, game. Uh, equally the arcade as a whole is, is is a is a great thing you're having the option to have these different uh play types in there people can rank them uh, you'll see a public kind of love for it we've got the server um custom servers coming soon tm so that would be really good as well just to see kind of server browser end.
0: basically a yeah, yeah. server browser yeah it, it's, go, it's probably kind of, going to be a mode yeah mode browser
1: yeah exactly but it will allow people to kind of you know no hanzos or something like that and then if that's the top <laughs> mode then it might be blizzard goes you know what shit man we need to fix hanzo I or something hanzo. to that extent yeah well everyone loves hanzo just you know pick another hero for one time <laughs> um and yeah i i i think uh, great additions i think overwatch nailed it across the board all of their stuff was was absolute golden at uh, at BlizzCon.
0: very happy with uh, what they announced there as well um We could talk about the other tidbits, but let's jump to World of Warcraft, which uh, I remember we were doing other things when that panel happened, uh, the the specific World of Warcraft, what's next panel. Yeah. And we were being inundated with tweets of people saying, are you watching this right now? My mind is blowing. It's Ah," basically was the content of the messages I was getting. And it's true that there's you know, they talked about a small patch, uh, which was going to bring tiny things very soon, um, and a bigger patch, 7.2, uh, with, you know, a new zone, a uh, new world quest raid dungeons, uh, flying specific class mounts for each class, more artifact quest lines, uh, PvP brawls, which are super weird and could be fun, like you, you get a Fifteen versus fifteen uh, characters on an arena map. Uh, Eye of the storm uh, battleground with goats that can push you off the map. Yeah, things kind of like that. And stuff like that. Knock knock yeah, backs, yeah. And and seven three. They only hinted at it, but basically seven closes the story of Legion. But there's still more happening in seven three with Argus, which is I won't get into the details for people who don't care about WoW. But basically, what came out of it was we realize. You had too little content with the previous expansion, Warlords of Draenor. So we're going to drown you in content for this one. You're yeah. never
1: going to get We're getting enough. waterboarded with content Basically, right now. And yeah. we're going to be like, I didn't want any more content. <laughs> I can't handle the content. And they're just going to keep keep chucking it in our face. I mean, firstly, one uh, 7.15 makes a lot of sense. So what they said is previously they would have held back on releasing features till the big feature was done. But now they're saying like, you know what? If this is done, let's get it out. So, yeah, you know, we're going to have micro holidays. So Anchorage Remembrance Day is coming up. And basically, um, I'm assuming the server's going to crash a lot. <laughs> I forget what they get. When, um, so basically there we have a day where I think, are we gathering resources or are we just having a big PvP battle? I can't remember, I think, but
0: there's something happening in Silithus and uh, it's a faction battle of some kind. And the faction region that wins... Region-wide, though. yeah. And but the faction that wins is going to get their flags up on the gates of Ankirage for the next year. And for you those who don't remember, Ankirage mm-hmm. was a big event uh, 10 years ago uh, that, that crashed all the servers because everyone went there in that zone, and it was interesting. But um, yeah, so that's one of the micro-holidays. bunch of them planned.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, I think it's fun to see those sorts of things just kind of adding in stuff for people to do. It's kind of like if if they had put this in as content, people would be, you know, up in arms. But they're like, hey, this is, this is all extra, guys. This is all extra. We're just putting this stuff in just so that for some people out there, they're going to like this. Um, it's not cost you a raid tier. It's not going to mean you can't do this or that. You know, it's just stuff coming. Um, also, Mr. Pandaria time walking. Uh, dungeons um are coming which is great uh brawler's guilds back um and uh loads of other stuff so it's really good to see blizzard thinking you know okay well let's how do we keep the flow of content going and uh it's nice to know that there is a plan a vision a timeline that isn't going to slip too much yeah hopefully n7 two is a more classic uh, patch
0: with but bursting with content from what we've seen, and then there will be a 725 and then the big 73. So it's, it's, they're really giving everything to everyone. So now that, that is pretty cool. Um, Heroes of the Storm was also featured. There, there wasn't a huge amount of uh, of news. For heroes, there was a couple of new heroes and uh, some new brawl uh, mechanics that are asymmetrical. Basically, uh, unlike other mobas in that that specific brawl, Black, Heart, Black Heart's Revenge, you have one team that needs to defend the core and what one team that needs to attack. So that's a, a, a change from the usual mobas, and I really enjoyed the brawls in. Um, in heroes it allows me to jump in, play a little bit and jump out even though so i don't have to learn all of the talent builds and all of those things i just go in and fight with my hero and that's it. Um and there's another event coming like last year uh from November 15 to January 4th where you can get some pretty cool bonuses including a skin in overwatch which means i'm gonna play that
1: for That's sure at least 15 wins isn't it get our genji skins is it 15 wins thinking, or
0: 15 yeah, games
1: 15 wins i believe Ooh, okay. um and then it's 30 wins if you want to unlock the i think it's is it six or five um heroes um and you get you get some good ones um so we'll see i think it's yeah, one of those I'm, things that if you, if you that. manage to get through the genji stuff and enjoy it you're going to keep going and then you may keep going Um, So it'd be interesting to see how uh, it kind of spins out in terms of last time they did an event like this, it ruined the game. Uh, You know, you had a load of people (laughs) playing at the wrong skill level and uh, just kind of noobing it up or or destroying noobs. Um, Now it seems to be more like just just play games. So hopefully it's not a scenario where people who play the game feel that they're being punished to try and get extra players into the game
0: yeah i'm i'm a noob so i don't really care um, yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's oh, well, don't, don't affect me i'm fine
0: <laughs> yeah exactly um there's uh heroes of the storm of the dorm documentary i don't know if you saw it it's available
1: already no no i have i have zero interest in that sadly oh, really? i i i don't like the fact that blizzard uh spouts the um you know think global line and never actually follows through with it um, Heroes of the Dorm is the most American-centric thing you could imagine. Um, There is no thought of doing that outside the U.S. Um, for those it's a who don't know, US- it's, a, it's a tournament
0: that was modeled on basically the uh, university comp- sports con- competitions in the U.S. And it was a tournament with different university teams for Heroes of the Storm, where the winner would get tuition for the remainder of their university uh career
1: uh yeah so for me it's just i just don't like that in principle that that's uh such i know it sounds so you know pathetic um but i don't so you know i don't i have really? an interest really in watching uh, uh, a documentary about it i think you know if if it was uh, something that they decided to try and find models that fit elsewhere in the world you know and didn't worry too much about the pun so it didn't have to be you know heroes of the corn and it's only for corn farmers you know it's just you know it would just be nice if uh if they did stuff and that's why i like overwatch league is overwatch league in principle even if it does start in the u.s they definitely have the right aspirations and plans to bring that global and that makes sense i think so something like dawn was was a a kind of a spun out of an idea and yeah i don't know i i See where you're
0: coming from, and I agree that I would love to see something a little bit more global. But I also understand how sometimes, if you want to get something done globally, it becomes so huge
1: and so complicated that you end up not doing it at not all. Not doing it at all. No, yeah. I completely, so, I completely understand that as well. Um, but if they can do it in America, why can't someone else? do it in europe and I, I think it's sure not it's not
0: a thing for us though the you know the heroes the 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 university competitions isn't a thing for But that's europe. what
1: i'm saying so so you spin it out in some other way but a heroes tournament for the rest of the world Well, there I are just, hero yeah. tournaments for the rest not of the world from there Blizzard. is a, not not yeah, from, there you is like oh you'd be like the the world championships yeah. that there is for everything else but no it's not the same as heroes of the dorm which is a separate thing with prize money I don't know. And a story and meant to be all, you know, high production value with backgrounds on the teams, you know. Right. right.
0: In that sense, I get it. But so basically you hate America. I I understand. No,
1: I don't hate America. (laughs) I love America. I just, I wish I was American. But since you're not, then you're not getting the hype exactly. of Heroes of exactly. Dark. I get it. Okay. Exactly.
0: Well, anyway, if you, if you think it's something you might enjoy, um, the documentary is available on YouTube, on the Heroes channel. It's uh, about an hour and ten minutes, and it's actually not very much focused on the game. It's much more focused on the stories of the players and uh, humanizing the, human interest, the whole thing. Yeah, human interest. And And it really works. I think it's something that even someone that doesn't especially like video games or eSports could watch and and enjoy. Um, So I would recommend it. I've seen it. I've enjoyed it. And uh, I thought it was cool. Um, Hearthstone got a new expansion called Mean Streets of Gadgetzan, which has a bunch of... Different mechanics. There are cards that uh, are usable by three different classes. Um, There's uh, weird, weird new things like uh, one of the cards called uh, Kazakas. Can uh, when you when you play it, the battle cry is that you're gonna create a spell card. So you have basically just like the discover mechanic. You can choose. Out of three properties, uh, three times. So you'll decide the mana cost the first for the first uh, choice, and then another property, and then another property. So you'll have actually created the Yeah, I think it goes like card. mana
1: cost, um, heal, direct damage, AOE, and then the three types you can have from there. I think right. something um, like but that. It'd be interesting. Yeah,
0: it, it's it's a really clever way of uh putting together a a, a, you know the creation of a card within the game um but there are a bunch of other other small mechanics it focuses a lot on buffing a minion that is in your hand um or, or buffing minions that are in your hand and there are things that that synergize there but overall um you you play hearthstone a lot And I Mm. I don't know if you've been playing it as much recently as you have as you have before, but I sort of feel, uh, I I sort of feel like Hearthstone is kind of in a lull. It feels like yeah, exactly. I mean, we yeah,
1: we had this argument to to, to finish the sentiment.
0: It it got to uh, the place where World of Warcraft was maybe five years after it was introduced when when a new expansion came out. It was like. Oh okay well hmm okay whatever it's a new expansion and not so much burning interest is that just me or is
1: it no no i think i think you're right i think when you look at um i think from the perception of the games media the challenge wow Wo- Wo always had i say always but in in recent memory has been that it's a 10 12 year old game and so you know people look at it and go like, oh, it's just the same stuff again, isn't it? Yeah, I know it's new. I know you've got like a new expansion, but what are you? oh, the level cap's gone up okay or oh, oh, and you've got oh, some new raids okay yeah, yeah, yeah. and oh you've oh, you've introduced a new hero class, okay, well, yeah, um you know, it's never really as exciting as a new game or a new thing from a new game, um like the first overwatch expansion everyone will care about and read about and do all the rest. I think that hearthstone already because of this accelerated kind of um timeline of releases and things like that i think it's um it falls into this trap of uh kind of uh just just it's same same it's kind of exactly just kind of lethargic almost of the news um that much sooner um so as much as it is cool like tri-class cards very different so now we have cards you can put a deck that could be put in one of three different classes decks. So uh, whereas Paladins are always about buffing their minions and Hunters are about uh, kind of charge and attacks and stuff like that, what happens if you have a card that allows you to start putting more charge uh, and face damage stuff in the Paladin deck? Um, Or how does it work if you have now some of the more kind of buff-focused cards in the Hunter deck? Like, what does this allow us to do? Yeah, some of these tri-class cards literally say discover a card from each of those classes. So you'll have, you know, a a druid card, uh, a mage card, and a priest card, or something like that. I don't know what the threes are, Um, but then you know, so you get these opportunities to do these plays that you could never otherwise currently do in the game, Um, or it'd be extremely hard and rare. So it does change things up. It does mix things up. It is exciting. However. It's like okay, cool, yeah. It's it's another <laughs> expansion. Yeah, I'm gonna buy it, of course. Yeah, yeah I look forward to that, and um, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it'd be really good. But mm. it's, it doesn't get me as excited as something like Overwatch League, where it's like, yeah, we're now gonna introduce a whole new infrastructure and uh, league setup. Yeah, it's something brand new. If Hearthstone had said, yeah, we're really getting behind Hearthstone as an eSport, you know, it's it's been one of the most consistent eSports out of Blizzard since StarCraft, and yet. Nothing. There's nothing in the game that allows for tournament play. Um, They talked about doing heroic brawls and said they'd be out before uh, BlizzCon. They weren't. If they'd held off that news till BlizzCon, I think I would have been coming away saying like, yeah, the expansion's cool. But man, heroic brawls, man, that's that's really cool. Because you've got to know that's leading towards kind of tournament play and having this sort of functionality in the game. Um, But just as it stands, it was an expected uh, release you know they teased the the even the flavor of what it was going to be before blizzcon um it's very cool it's great it's just you know it's it's not terribly uh mm. surprising not that it needs so, to be i guess but i would have liked it to have been
0: yeah it, it maybe it doesn't need to be surprising every time um certainly we're i mean it's not a judgment uh so much as a, a realization that Hearthstone has reached that status a little bit faster than um, than I would have expected, or maybe I mean I should have seen it coming. There are more expansions all the time, um, but yeah, we'll we'll have to see if they manage to do something that re- brings interest, specific interest to Hearthstone again with the uh, the next things they're gonna do. But um, I'm sure they're aware of it as well, so mm. we'll see. Um, Diablo is uh, doing a couple of interesting things. The first one is a a special event for their 20th anniversary, which is called The Darkening of Tristram. And what happens is that for about a month, there's going to be a portion of the game where you can go, which is basically transformed to... Look mm. as similar to Diablo one as possible yeah it's it's retroified um to make but but the thing is everyone was thinking we we're gonna get an h d Diablo one uh and or h d Diablo two, and that's not what happened at all. It's basically the engine of Diablo three with uh you know not upgraded but downgraded graphics and retroified as you said with uh, 16 levels from the original game four bosses etc but the combat the gameplay is still uh, going to be Diablo 3 it's not going to all of a sudden make it play like Diablo 1 so i think it's one of those things where where people were like yay Diablo 1 Diablo 2 nostalgia and in this one I don't think they would love it if they got it. I mean, you can still go play Diablo Two if you want, but I don't think they would love a, a, a an HD version and play long term. But this doesn't even answer that question, so it's kind of okay. It's going to be fun for a month, and then whatever.
1: Yeah, I think I think the thing is is so this is fun for a month because it's only ran for a month, yeah. um, and so it's available on the PTR now. It's quite. It's about two hours of experience. Oh, you um, play through the drops, it. Yeah, the drops aren't too spectacular. Um and the legendary uh, gem, which you can level up further, um, but is probably the most annoying effect in the whole of Diablo. Um it, it periodically did, it stuns you um oh. and then uh, then it's you, the released, uh you put it you put it in yeah. your in your head. Exactly. Thematically okay. it's great and like the, the transmog is, is amazing but it, it stuns you um just randomly so you might be you know TPing back to town and it will stun you and interrupt that <laughs> um and uh the the actual effect itself of the kind of fire nova that comes out afterwards um in all eight glorious directions um isn't tremendously powerful or good in any way shape or form so it's it's tricky it's that sort of thing of in some ways be careful what you wish for um, mm. in other ways, um, it is i that is not what we wished for in other no ways. exactly it it was it it was enjoyable as a sort of like, oh man, this looks great, the tinny sound and stuff like that you know i I loved so much about it, um, and I think it was just you know because it's not it's it's reasonably faithful to the original, which is an old game which doesn't have the depth and breadth and complexity of um Diablo three uh and yeah, I think it's great experience. It's just not that replayable. So it being around for only a month is fine. Makes um, sense, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's it's just a question as to what else are they doing. Um, mm. the, the thing that I'm kind of frustrated around is the fact that we're not getting the Necromancer till the second half of next year. Right. So that's... And that's the- ages away.
0: Yeah, and the necromancer is an interesting one as well. Uh you mentioned it's coming out on uh second half of 2017. It's like probably not going to be out. I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't out and you know for another like year August, basically. So. Exactly.
1: I reckon yeah. we'll get it maybe Gamescom next year or something, something like that. Yeah.
0: And, uh, and But the way it's even more interesting than that, so it's the new character for Diablo 3 specifically, uh, they're bringing the Necromancer, but the really interesting thing is that it's part of a character pack, which includes a couple extra tidbits, but basically it's going to be sold uh, probably around $10, bucks, i am guessing. Um, so the new character will be sold, and that might be, if it goes well, I could see it happen a, a couple, you know, more than once. There could oh, be definitely. other characters characters other little tidbits of content so there was no big uh expansion announcement there was no big diablo 4 announcement obviously um but those i think they are that's an okay new zones way as well. so yeah yeah, new new zones, zones, think, yeah. and challenge rifts there's a yeah. thing called challenge rifts which is uh coming as well in 2017 there are a couple of extra things so there's new content but I could see. I think it's an interesting way. I think they decided, as we uh, suspected for a while, that they're not going to be doing another expansion for Diablo Three. But that's a good way of still delivering some content. It's kind of a micro
1: transaction kind of thing. What do you reckon they're working on? Because I I think think they're working on Diablo Four. Well, exactly. That's the thing. If I had a team working on this hero, I wouldn't expect to announce it now and not have it out till next year, second half, um, unless. I've got a very small team working on that, and everyone else is is busy on blowing us away with something. But then, would you make another action RPG like that, or would That's it be like Dark Souls? Or I don't know what Diablo Four would look like if they would change the genre and if they're feeling kind of brave enough to, um, you know, looking from the a history of person, StarCraft. Uh, that, I, I, I think, think that it would be that would be amazing, well. but would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think it would lend itself well to the kind of Dark Souls type model of big hulking monsters, very hard difficulty, um, but that kind of third person action less so than the isometric classic uh, play. But maybe it's too different from Diablo. For it to be called Diablo, I don't know. I think it could um, work, just... but it would definitely not be as
0: hard as Dark Souls. There would be ways to approach it a lot more casually. Um, but you know, Blizzard has been oh has always done this. They they brought games that were a little bit niche. Although I guess I, you can't really say Dark Souls and Bloodborne are niche anymore. Um, mm. But st- still, to an extent, um, and bringing them to the masses. I think there would be something there, and it could fit in in the Diablo universe for sure but regardless of what it is I'm sure they're working on the next Diablo game um so I
1: don't know we'll see
0: and and that we're not going to hear about for another
1: year well at least you know we're not even getting this this hero till then Mm -hmm. but uh, oh well
0: Uh, And finally, StarCraft 2 has uh, more co-op, one new commander, and then this announcement of DeepMind from Google, which is basically going to be able to play. uh, It's a computer, an AI that's going to be able to play StarCraft 2. That's going to be interesting. It was a little bit... uh, uh, some people thought it was out of place in the uh, in the presentation, in the opening ceremony. I thought it was cool, but uh, some people didn't agree. Regardless, I didn't like it. Um, uh, yeah. Regardless, StarCraft II is getting some more content, which I think is awesome for people who like StarCraft II. I haven't played it in a while. And the the other thing I think of note for StarCraft II was the fact that my understanding, um, I haven't heard about the finals for the uh, esports tournament at BlizzCon, on. But in general, Overwatch, the, the stage was packed. Hearthstone, pretty packed. Heroes, pretty packed as well. StarCraft II, more than half empty, almost empty, m- almost every day until the finals. And uh, Really?
1: That's wow. what I've heard. I, maybe the finals that'll, was packed as well. That will hurt Morheim. Yeah. But uh, he loves that game. The thing is, is he that, does. yeah, it, it's the the market's moved on RTS is now MOBAs and you know, if Starcraft two were a MOBA that's heroes now, sadly, but that's, that's where the audience has moved to. Um, and I think even the players, the fact that we've got non-Korean champions in Starcraft two is partly that, you know, people are good across the world, but it's also partly because other players have moved on to other games with bigger prize pools. So the actual skill, um, that exists within the game, has shrunk so i don't know i i, I think starcraft 2 is you know a great experience one of the best single player um, rts experiences uh, that you can have um and the multiplayer is fantastic but uh, if you play it now there's like xp you level up uh, as you play more um, multiplayer games you get uh, different Items and drops, and uh, the Archon modes, and there's all these different game modes that were never there. The arcade is still there, and there's so many different games on there, Um, but chiefly it just doesn't have the the sex appeal you get from something like Overwatch um, or the uh, kind of welcoming side that you get from something like Hearthstone. So it's in a it's in a tricky place, and you got to wonder, you know, what would you do with Starcraft from here?
0: Well, that's that's the question. What do you think? Uh, so the team that works on Starcraft, that worked on Starcraft, uh, my understanding is it's been split. Uh, in two, one is now working on Heroes and the other one was finishing StarCraft with Legacy of the Void and now some of this new, uh, again, micro content, micro transaction-y content that we're seeing. Um, but the, the the StarCraft team, I'm sure it's not the entirety of the team that's working on those little tidbits. What do you think they're working on
1: and what would you hope or wish they would be working on see i i don't know really i think chiefly a lot of the kind of big genres have already been taken so it's not like hey guys go back and make ghost but make it good because <laughs> we, we we've we got overwatch now in terms of having a, a blizzard take on a shooting genre um you know starcraft as an mmo i don't think i really want or care about that you know with wow i've got i've not got enough time um, oh, they
0: could do they could do an rts they could do starcraft 4 uh, 3 or warcraft 4 i don't think they are i, think I don't think it's they would too though, again because RTS, it just but... it
1: just wouldn't make sense i mean to be honest with you i'd probably like to have like a really cool tower defense game on mobile
0: i kind of um, agree yeah
1: i think something like that would be really cool um but even then obviously it wouldn't be a game that set the world on fire like uh yeah they're used to making but maybe maybe they know how to make a really cool uh tower defense game i don't know who knows
0: i i yeah i think i would be very i've said many times i'd love to see a, a fighting game from blizzard i don't know if the starcraft team is the one to to do it but god knows they know about balance so that could be interesting and uh i'm wondering if there is some vr things happening maybe not there but in the incubator but yeah, anyway. Uh, so yeah, we don't know. Well, that one, I don't see an RTS happening anytime soon, uh, f- even from that team, but maybe they'll yeah, surprise yeah. us. Um, lastly, uh, I guess that's it for BlizzCon proper, but there was something that happened basically the day after BlizzCon. Um, the Nostalrius, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, that? Nostalrius. Yeah, uh, right. The people behind the Nostalrius legacy server or wow classic i can't even remember um how their private server they were running it made a lot of noise a few months ago they were running a um private server for wow that was still in 1.0 mode vanilla uh, mode the old original world of warcraft um and blizzard exercised their legal uh, power to get them to close and then they there was a lot of controversy some people were saying well doesn't matter if it's there you don't run wow uh, in version 1.0 so why do you care if they're doing it but there was some money involved and they there's some uh uh trademark, not trademark, but intellectual yeah, property yeah, exactly. uh, protection protect yeah. involved. And and the controversy grew and they invited the uh, mods from the, serve, the that private server to Blizzard, had a long discussion, a bunch of things happened, and then Blizzard didn't say anything. And so the, the mods ended up saying, we are releasing the source code we have for our service so anyone can go and do one because Blizzard isn't doing anything and that's intolerable was the tone of their thing. Um mm. yeah. What what do you think about that?
1: Well, I mean I get why Blizzard so Blizzard calling them in now is very much kind of looking like uh damage control and just being like, hey guys, maybe we can just shut these guys up if we kind of oh we'll take them in, we'll listen to them, talk to them, nod our heads. Hey Mike, do you want to chat to him? Yeah, great. If it shuts him up, yeah. Um, so, it's a shame that there's not um, more of a statement, I guess, from Blizzard one way or the other in terms of like, yeah, you know, we looked into it and it's it's just not possible for us. And I think that truthfully is it. You know, they it would be like releasing a second MMO, all of the support. You think about everyone trying to log on there and then, oh, it doesn't work with my system or, oh, my character doesn't work. You know, the GM's They've, they've almost got to kind of double up all their customer support again. Um, the infrastructure, the client release, uh, and then it also Blizzard is a company that always prides itself on the product they have now um, and always refining that and iterating on it further to release a, an older, you know, broken game in many cases just isn't in their, their DNA. And certainly there's a lot of people out there who do enjoy playing the old game, but... Legally, if Blizzard allows it to exist, they lose the the copyright on that and the IP protection around that. So they're in a you know rock hard place. They can't just say yeah go crazy, uh, and equally they can also say as Blizzard as a company, oh yeah, we can support this and financially ensure this is you know as it should be for everything else because there's just not the incentive. If if WoW wasn't doing well. Yeah, I'm sure they'd be doing this themselves and being like, "How do we get people back in?" Well, a lot of people just want to play the old game. Okay, cool. Well, let's work on doing that. You know, well, Whereas it every, is, every it's doing time, really well.
0: Every time they've tried a little bit of that, it's it everyone's realized. Well, we don't really want it. I mean, I'm sure you know yeah. it's the the molten core thing they did for the anniversary yeah. and a bunch of other things. I'm sure there are some people who like it, obviously, uh, because they're very uh, dedicated to that. Um, but beyond that, I think there's it's it's a little bit of a shitty move from the nostalgic guys because it's kind of it feels like, you know, Blizzard is the owner of something and they're saying we want people to use it that way and they, they, they work on it a lot. I don't think you can accuse Blizzard of, of not, you know, it's not like they released a thing and then they shut it down and you can't play it anymore because you don't have access to the servers, like, you know, after a year, like it happens sometimes on some games. Um, in this case, you can't accuse them on not working on the thing. And it's sort of those guys saying, well, we don't care what you want. We're going to do it that way. So there's a kind of, I understand the words are a little bit, over the top but there's a little bit of a violence in this like saying f you blizzard we don't care what you want we're going to do what what we want with your thing right yeah exactly yeah it's like i have a you know i i build i have a sandwich and someone is taking it and it's it's like yeah, that doesn't work. I was going to go like... And they replace the lettuce with tomatoes. And I'm like, but I don't want you to put tomatoes in my sandwich. And I understand it's not the same thing. But it's there's something of an invasive element to this of them saying, well, we know you don't want it to, u- to be used like that. We don't care. We're going to release it anyway. And people are going to be playing it, you know. So I'm definitely... I know it's a controversial issue. And I'm sure some people might think this is me being tainted by my love for the company and my history with the company. But I, I think it's really uncool, (laughs) not like uncool as in not cool, man, but like it's, it's a douchey move to Mm. do that and to force upon the owner of that thing, the use that they don't want to have for many reasons. So
1: yeah. But again, it's that it's, it, it feels quite immature in just that they, they don't acknowledge or respect the reasons why Blizzard can't and won't do this mm. and almost uh, kind of just being quite childish and being like, well, you know what? Well, screw you. I'm just yeah. going to put it anyway. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, great, cool. Um, yeah,
0: so that's yeah. that's the way it feels to me. Um, if if you have another uh, opinion on the matter, please do come to the site at frenchspin.com and, and let us know why you think it's actually a good, fun, cool, classy idea. Um, but yeah, that we're, I think we're uh, aligned on that, that we don't think it really, uh, is awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. Other than that, that was a long, uh, big segment on Blizzard, but there's not only BlizzCon happening in the world of video games. Another significant piece of news is that report that came out this morning, um, uh, that we have, wait, I want to, find the oh i don 't have the link oh no i I wanted to give credit to the person that 's been doing the reporting i 'll find it um, okay. but basically the one above it is the cell above oh is it well Play video game okay there okay. you go it 's um it 's Laura Kate Dale who uh, published this uh, rumor slash Leak of the price of the Nintendo Switch, which is apparently going to be uh, 199 quid, that's pounds, for people mm. who live in the UK, uh, should probably translate to um, $249, probably 249 euros, something like that, for the base SKU, and then there would be a, a more expensive version with more internal memory um, for 299 uh, dollars. Oh sorry, did I say two forty nine? Um mm. for the for the pound price. It's actually one ninety nine for the base queue for the pound price. And then the more internal memory version for two forty nine. Um again oh. translates to forty nine dollars and two ninety
1: nine dollars. Cheaper than I thought it was gonna be if the base queue yeah, is a lot, at that a lot price, cheaper. right? A lot cheaper. Um it's yeah you know, it's it's almost of the price where you start thinking, oh maybe I will get it. Um, just because, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's it's a strange console. I still don't quite understand yet, I think, in terms of where does it fit. Is it competing for my pocket space? Is it not? You know, like, uh, the tricky well, thing that's... now is phones are so good, I, I don't quite see. I think, to be honest with you, I can see it being like, I'm playing on the TV, my wife or child wants to watch something. I'm like, okay, sweet. And I switch to the handheld. That works, or like Oh, I'm on a tricky yeah, boss. That's, that's but also sort of the expansion of the. So okay. then I'm gonna go and <laughs> do that. Yeah, you know, I can I can see how it works. I just the, the whole thing just felt like you know, like you know, you come around and suddenly I snap my console in half, and you get half, I get half, we carry on playing, <laughs> and then two more friends come over, we both break ours in half and give them one until the end. Everyone's All right, got So that's button. the concept of the console, the but yeah. Right.
0: So is you're you're tepid on on the console itself. For one ninety nine pounds again, that's probably two forty nine yep. for us actual money. Uh, people, yeah. I mean, by it. then
1: I don't know what that would mean you, in terms of our currency. But yeah.
0: But do you? So for that price, do you go like, yeah, okay, whatever. That's cheap enough that I'll just get it and see if I like it. No. Oh, no. Okay.
1: I'd have to see what's on there first. How it's playing. Well, yeah, it's got to like, be so, Nintendo it, games, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. If it's got like a new Zelda, yeah. Sure. Why not? Well, yeah, it's, it's going to have the,
0: the, the Breath
1: of the Wild, right? So is that at launch? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, that's, then I buy it. Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. then you're getting it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's, I think uh, the, price, that <laughs> <laughs> the price... Isn't sad? The price is really interesting. Um, I think that is as i've said a few times for if we speak in euros or dollars 299 is the price i expected and then lower it after a few months to 249 if the base the base model uh, starts at 249 dollars or euros i think that is a really compelling price um it is that price now and then you start seeing uh, you know super compelling packs and and bundles a few months after that and for the um the holiday season that i think is the right move for nintendo again if that price is is real um they usually don't lose money Uh, they don't sell uh, consoles at a loss i could see them doing the base model at the break-even price but it makes sense that they're using the very low power or not very powerful um gpus and cpus you know the tegra thing if they can bring the price down to those levels so we'll see it's definitely less than i thought it was going to be if it's confirmed i think it's a very very clever move because that is the way that they're gonna get a good start and get people to buy it um get it 50 Units under the PlayStation 4, uh, Xbox One S price. So we'll see what happens there. um One thing that people have been basically rushing to get is the NES Classic. Apparently, it's wow. gone. Yeah, away. everywhere.
1: Did you get one? Yeah. No, of course not. <laughs> I mean, I'll get a SNES. I won't get a NES though.
0: Yeah, I could be interested in a in a SNES Classic, but. I don't, you know, all of those things, the Amiibos, the NES Classic, they, they, I understand the love for the brand, and I certainly have a lot of love for Nintendo. But it's...
1: It's I a great know. Christmas present for one of these. If you've got someone who, you know, played a lot of SNES back in their youth, um, to get them something like this, I mean, amazing. I think it's, a, I think it's an amazing product you know, all the games are it's on there. It's the kind there. of thing that you, you plug in three times and you never plug it in again. But that's what a Christmas present is. That's I great. So. this isn't This isn't... You know, it's got such classics as Dr. Mario, Donkey Kong Jr., Galaga, Ice Climber, and Super Mario Bros. One, two, and three. Um,
0: uh, it's, it's, it's...
1: Yeah. It's, it's alright. It's got some good games on there. It really does. Um, it's just... You know, 30 games on there, it's normally, what was it, 60 bucks? Yeah, now uh, it's going for 500 on eBay. Now it's like eBay. 600, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous, really. Um, just because people bought them and then thought, well, actually, this is worth far more if I just sell it. Um, <laughs> and and that's it. And that's a sad thing. It's like, you know, Nintendo don't make enough, but then they stick to their whole, you know, we want it to be affordable, it's a family product. Uh, but then people just take advantage of that. It's a real mm. shame
0: um the la- the final number of Wii U's shipped is going to be 13.6 million um wow. and that is a saddeningly low number mm. just to give a comparison because now the the reason i'm saying the final number is that production has stopped um for the wii u and all of the
1: you need to get started are- though with that number I've- that's ridiculous did it even need to start with that number? <laughs> yeah, you know, production, that's tiny. So, to, to give you
0: a, a point of comparison, the highest-selling console was the Wii, of course, which sold over 100 million units. That was an amazing success. The next one that sold the least was the GameCube, and that sold a little over 20 million units, and that was, you know, 10, I can't remember, 15 years the Game ago. GameCube
1: was up against, yeah, Xbox 360, or xbox one no xbox one it would have X- been no xbox one gamecube was xbox oh i can't even remember but um, no, i think it was, yeah no xbox not one sorry the original yeah, xbox, exactly sorry, yeah, not yeah. yeah yeah so the original xbox uh playstation 2 you know the gamecube was a, a, a huge mistake in hardware you know it, it used those little weird micro cds uh couldn't play dvds um it was but it still had some good games on there and it was um, 20,
0: that- 15 years ago, it came out 15 years ago, and again, sold mm-hmm. uh, 21 million units. And that was at a time when video games weren't as you know, uh, popular as they are now, and still it did almost twice as much as the Wii U. So I don't know how many different ways I can say it, but to gauge the enormity of the failure of the wii u i guess that is one additional way um it's sad really i really hope that the switch does better um yeah another one that is kind of a little bit of a puzzler still uh i mean the playstation 4 has been selling really well we're almost at uh, 50 million units sold worldwide now uh 47.4 so the number keeps keeps rising obviously and with the holiday season uh, i suspect it's going to blow past the uh, 50 million mark and the playstation 4 pro is out and um it's still i mean i don't know it i i don't really want one i don't have a 4k tv but i have a couple of friends who got one who sold their playstation 4 regular and uh, Mm -hmm. figured you know i'm going to get the warranty re and stuff like that with the pro um it's it does it gets as warm and does about the same amount of noise as the regular playstation so if you're you were hoping for something a little bit less noisy no luck there um but aside from that some games are upgraded i think it's a little bit early to see the benefits um especially if you don't have a 4k tv uh, Turfs, are you gonna buy
1: a playstation Pro no, for a Pro? No, i can't can't see myself doing it in all fairness just do you have a regular 4? I do. I've got a regular mm. 4. Um, and I don't play it enough to um, to to want to double down and get mm. a, a Pro. Just not not for me.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, unless you have a, a 4K TV, in which case it, it kind of makes sense. Uh, unless you have it, then it's probably not even worth considering. Uh, it's the kind of thing, if you already want one, you kind of know it and if you if you're not sure, then it means you don't need or want one that's yeah. a good way of approaching it um cool. infinite warfare is out the yearly call of duty it's not selling as well as previous year's call of duties that's been uh, a regular occurrence for the series, but it's still selling okay um yeah i'm not yeah we're we're into the uh games coming up and such section of the show call of duty is not one that i'm incredibly excited for
1: no no i mean it's 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 uh it's suffering again from that kind of that lethargic pace that they all come you know come with after this many releases um you know battlefield managed to get people excited by going back to the beginning uh you know before the beginning to world war one um and you know big flashy trailer great visuals gameplays, very similar to original stuff um but more people have been excited around battlefield than around cod you know cod's I'm tried to, to go better and though cod is uh, always probably, selling better probably probably but um we we'll, we'll have to see for the next one you know how many hmm. times do you have a, a lackluster launch the the reason that infinite warfare will sell well is it comes with the remastered modern warfare maps on there um, and so, that's that's all people really wanted. Forever was so. to you know be back with Captain Price and Soap, um, and you know <laughs> taking I'm out people where, back in the day.
0: I'm wondering where they're gonna go with the next one. That's indeed a good question. Are they gonna it's going to be even farther uh dimensional up space, warfare yeah there Dimensions. you
1: go. so we're going to go into like alternate realities or yeah maybe it'd be on jupiter temporal like warfare exactly it's you, like you, come on yeah come on guys just 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 put it back in put it in like you know oh we're in roman times Ooh. Here we are, the Turing warfare that, that would be interesting
0: uh classic history
1: warfare But But we don't have
0: you don't have M16s and stuff.
1: You do, you do, because there's been a temporal anomaly. Nice, but everyone else is, and that's why you know the Senate's trying to lock it down. (laughs) But it's all right. We're going to clear them out ahead. UAV online, yeah, and it's just an eagle. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) and then you can play it in VR. Um, Yeah, sold.
0: Dishonored Two is coming out, out. Is it? It's out. It's out. I think it is. No, is it? is it? Oh, no, I think it's, it's uh, okay. tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow okay. uh, when we're okay, recording cool. this. Um, I, so I played it. You it's did? Good. What did you think? Yeah. Did you play that one it. level that everyone played? No, no, no,
1: I, I've been playing it. I got it oh, so I got you got it because um, you
0: got it in advance. Okay.
1: Yeah. I, okay, review. Well, I think, full, I full think full the embargo gone. Have to talk I, think the for gone. Minutes. I think the embargo's gone. Um, no, yeah, I think the embargo's gone. No, I liked it. Um, there have been some funny reviews on it, though. People... Uh, people have been weird like on steam it's currently sat on uh six out of ten um i would say it's a it's a solid gameplay experience i liked it it's fast it's it's uh there's a lot going on story still works uh you know i really liked it but yeah people people are complaining just about the kind of the the quality of the pc port um that seems to be the downfall there. That's okay. Then I didn't play on PC. Um, <laughs> is so it, is it playable on consoles as well? I mean, is it, is the, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Good? yeah. That's okay. yeah. Yeah. I played on Xbox one. Um, and, uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was, you know, Did I, you I played it? the first one. Uh, no, no, but okay. you know, I got, I got a bit into it. Um, I don't know i don't know what i'm allowed to say i think that i'm fairly <laughs> sure the embargo is gone um it is i think a really really solid game um i think if you liked the first one um you'll love this one um what if, if you
0: if you liked the idea of the first one but played for you know five to ten hours and then got bored
1: i think it's it's a similar sort of kind of formula in terms of the play style and kind of how you try and dissect the get it, it. really depends how you like to play. Um, like the level design is really, really good. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to tackle it. I, I always like trying to go in as kind of sneaky, sneaky as I can. And then obviously I always fell and I'm just blowing people up left, right and center and stabbing people and blinking. That's people. usually what I do and as it, well. Yeah, exactly. And I, I enjoyed it. I, I didn't get bored so far with, with what I got to. um, i like the kind of the stealthy bits more i guess than the kind of frantic stabbing everyone in in sight just because i think i don't know it was it more enjoyable that way like i said i've still got One, more to play but i think i think it's a, i i honestly think it's a really really good game i'm i'm surprised to see it so low on steam but by looks things it just yeah, seems to be steam, about you know a bad port yeah there's um it, well
0: yeah and the the uh, apparently it's because the it requires a lot more power for the ultra high settings than uh, they thought it would, so that might explain right, it. But okay. the, a lot of the quality of the first one was about the the world building and the fantasy mm. of that weird reality that you're immersed in. Uh, is it as uh, oh, you yeah. know alien yeah, yeah. and and yeah. fascinating in this one?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's more the same, but you know again bigger built upon um i would say you're i'm fairly sure you'll like it okay well maybe i will give it a try Um, i think visually it was a lot more impressive than the first one not everything was nighttime um and uh yeah the 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 enemies are petrifying uh but you know it's got a great visual style to it everyone kind of looks a bit like they're out of an oil painting um i really liked it Watch Dogs Two is coming out soon as well. I think tomorrow too.
0: Um, it's it still you know it still looks to me. There's been a bunch of other trailers. Uh, it still looks to me as Grand Theft Auto San Francisco. Um, it really has that vibe, and that's what it's being made to look like in the trailers. I don't know if that's what it is in reality. Um, there was a fun little. Uh, Thing that came out today, which is basically you can hack into a server of something and get a leaked trailer for an E3 thing that is apparently Ubisoft's possibly uh next game announced at e3 and we don't know if oh, wow. it's kind of them making fun of the the leaks or if it's actually them teasing something that they're going to announce um but it's i i like this kind of little playing with uh the players playing with the gamers and uh, it's something around space it doesn't really matter all that much but that's kind of a, a funny thing um aside from it's that my cool friends, yeah. Uh, my friends who have been playing it are kind of not overly enthusiastic about it, which I don't know if it means anything, but I'll definitely, for both of those, I'll wait for the reviews before investing my earned cash. Um, but yeah, so it's, uh, it's something I'm not unexcited about, but cautious, let's say. Maybe I'm more interested in Dishonored 2 than Watch Dogs 2. Yeah, I'd say so. Mm. Uh, Final Fantasy 15, I've been on and off about. Um, and, oh, by the way, they're doing a mobile MMO, uh, and the what? developer is Machine Zone, which is, wait, don't get too enthusiastic. You know Game of War fi- Fire Age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that the developer yes, that is doing that. Ooh. Yeah. Oh exactly. wow. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> that is basically my reaction. All right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Never mind. Forget. Is it gonna be like an asynchronous one, or no idea? Is it just gonna be like Mariah Carey and Kate Upton feeding each other up whilst uh, <laughs> some like weird Japanese boy bands in the background, and then just be Final Fantasy 15? Yeah. With some. You crystal become the dream. it's like yeah sweet i don't know what this is i've downloaded it though um so yeah
0: the i saw uh, Kingsglaive, the movie uh from final fantasy 15
1: have you seen it i really no no what is it i don't
0: know what it is it's basically a pre-game movie that sets up the entire thing oh wow Um, okay
1: so you gotta watch a movie before you can play the game
0: yeah well it's basically the same
1: every time isn't it like, I remember to. with 13, I played for like 13 hours and it was like, okay, you've completed the tutorial. <laughs> it's like, what? Um, so I look forward to watching the two-hour movie before even picking up a controller. So you don't have to,
0: again. Um, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I was very apprehensive. It's not horrible. Um, it's okay. It's an okay movie. Some of the technical aspects are mind-blowing, some of them are underwhelming. Some of the motion capture is really, really good. Um, and the animation and some of it is meh. Um, it's okay. It's, it's a little bit infuriating at times. The, you know, there's two female characters in the movie. One dies in the first, I won't tell you who, uh, dies in the beginning. And the okay. other one is... Well, Okay, whatever. The first one dies, the second one is a princess that keeps getting res- rescued. I'm a wow. little bit sensitive to that, so that rubbed me the wrong way. That's not why I didn't love the movie though. I thought it was it was good for world building, but it wasn't fascinating in a way that made me uh, you know, want to play the game immediately because I was I wanted to follow up on that experience. So, We'll see how good it is compared to, to the game. But I, I think out of the three we just mentioned, uh Dishonored, Watchdogs and Final Fantasy, I think Final Fantasy is the one I'm the most excited about. Maybe because it's been, it's been a long, long time enough, right? since I've been immersed in a Final Fantasy game. But um
1: Yeah. I'm apprehensive about Final Fantasy. Like I said, I've been I've been burnt before. Um so I, I won't buy it when it comes out and I don't think I'll actually buy it full stop. But if i do it will be after everyone's told me it's the best one ever um and even then i'll probably just watch videos on it <laughs> yeah i can i can understand
0: that um there's a magic of final fantasy i'm hoping to see reignited uh but i'm that's i know not a very realistic hope so we'll see um also coming out in november apparently gran turismo sport is coming out. I didn't even okay. realize it was so far cool. off no. my, my radar. And uh, of course, Pokemon Sun and Moon uh, yeah, coming out. Are are you into Pokemon? Are you going to play those? Yeah, I, li-
1: I like I like Pokemon. I'm not I'm not necessarily going to uh, to be uh, catching them all, um, but I. I just you're going to catch a couple. I'll catch a couple. I'll catch a couple. <laughs> Have fun with that. Um, and finally. There was
0: a cinematic trailer uh, for Mass Effect Andromeda uh, Mm. celebrating N7 Day. Those who have played Mass Effect will know what this refers to. Um, But, you know, I found myself surprisingly excited about Mass Effect Andromeda. I, I loved the first Mass Effect meh the second one didn't really play the third one and watching that one made me want to go back and play the third one
1: Mm. i mean Uh, the thing they've always done well is um aliens and you get a little taste of some of the aliens in this um it'll be fun to see kind of what they what they do with the whole sort of like we've traveled to the other side of the universe now um you know we've got a whole blank slate uh let's carry on in this world, but without necessarily having to acknowledge Shepard and the player's actions every four pieces of dialogue. Um, I'm all for more from the Mass Effect worlds, so bring it on. I think it'd be really good.
0: Well, is it a day one purchase for you? Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, this really? Definitely a day. Okay. Yeah, Have you done yeah. all three previous episodes? Yep, yep played them all. Uh, I got all the endings. Uh, all I got red, green and blue. Um, all the endings. That's a Mass Effect three joke for people who enjoy the diversity and uh, differing choices that your choices make. It's, it's which, very disappointing.
0: Which one end. was the best in your opinion?
1: Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, they're they're all very much the same. That's the problem. Um, <laughs> so I would go with uh, the green one. I think where everyone becomes uh, something. Um, yeah. <laughs> what? <it's, laughs> I don't know. It's. I would say it's going to be weird not having Shepard and Rex and you know people like that. However, the idea is is that you know we're people, and I'm. I don't think it's just humans, but maybe it is just humans who have who have been on the uh, the ship uh, to to find the new home. I don't um, know. I think
0: it's it's like that's what's in the trailer. Uh, there's three arcs, three ships, and they each have. Uh, one primary race on them so you're in the human ship and there are a couple of other ships with the other races and yeah. um and you go to the Andromeda galaxy it's basically a 600 years travel and you're you know you get there and what I worry about is that you get there and it's basically you know more of the same it's like oh it's that guy that you know he has a little weird antenna in the on the center of his skull but that's basically it and he's like oh hey how how's it going riker and I, that's what i fear i fear that the the because the idea of going to an entirely new and different galaxy is enticing it's you know the 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 wonderful um promise of discovery and exploration And that is what I found in the first one, where you were a lot more free of your movement, um, going to different planets and different, you know, uh, uh, locations. And in the subsequent ones, you were a little bit more restricted. But I, I, so that is what I enjoy in the promise of that game. I really do worry that the discovery is going to end up being, oh, another spaceport by some race that has been here forever. And you just show up and it's business as usual. So I wonder if they're going to be able to, to translate that feeling of discovery in the game. And that's going to, I think that is what my attraction for it is going to hinge on, but um, Mm. we'll see. Anyway, I think that is going to be it for this episode of the show. Thank you so much, Mark, for being on uh, with me where would people go if they wanted to hear more of your incredibly insightful commentary on gaming oh. and other things?
1: Oh, um, you go to Google.com and you type in Terps or Terpster and you'll find me. Terps um, works as well? Yeah, it does. Well, you also get a, a prostate uh, examination. Um, <laughs> but if you if you can get past that some of those things are me um or you get stuff about um turpentine which is like paint thinner um so yeah you you'll figure it out okay and the underscore t on twitter uh, that's me
0: for- that is you for me it's not Patrick on Twitter not Patrick on Facebook you can also find the uh, show notes at frenchspin.com and as I said during the show if you have something to yell at us about you can go to frenchspin.com to the notes of this episode and leave a comment for example you can also yell at me on Twitter and Facebook that is equally uh, enjoyable so you can do that that is it for this episode and we will be back in a couple of weeks with another bunch of gaming news. Excellent. See you then. Shazam.
1: (laughs) Bye-bye.